The Homance Chronicles. The female equivalent of a bromance. So many poor choices. But so many good types. But so many poor choices. <laughs> well, we should be fucking ready. This is The Homance Chronicles, and I'm Sarah. <laughs> and I'm Nicole. You know what? If we had one of those director thingies that you like do, you know, with the takes, we'd oh, be like, like take 7,000 for getting this started today. <laughs> <laughs> and it's no, you know, our guest is like bowing, like she's a bear, but no, it's not your fault. Like we literally have had every potential thing happen before we started recording. Like we've been doing this for four years. Like at one point you think, you know, oh. you got it, you got it, but you don't apparently because when you do it part-time you know uh and you have other things <laughs> happening oh Get for it. heaven's sake <laughs> all right so again we're gonna just let it rip and i'm going to introduce our guest today so welcome tyler page author ad agency director thank you for being here with us and thank you for your grace <laughs> welcome thank you for having me You're <laughs> grace excited to be part of like you know the homance oh thanks yeah we're excited to have you we always love when people understand the name and we don't have to explain it and i think that was when we first started messaging i'm like that's how you know that you're our people is okay. like i don't have to tell you how to pronounce it or what it means right i got it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's also not rocket science, you know. You can it's phonetic. You're right. Yeah. You but, I mean, the amount of things though that we've heard. It's been a it's like I would say very close to how many crazy things I've heard from my own last name over the span of my lifetime. So but my yeah. real name, my full name is not just it's not Ando, it's Andonian. There's more to it. So <laughs> people get confused. <laughs> I thought it would always be easier to just go by Ty my whole life. So people are like, oh, how do you spell that? Really? <laughs> and I actually have a friend here in Florida whose name is also Ty, but he's a boy. He's a guy. And I think this is actually fucking hilarious. He went to Starbucks one day and spelled his name out for the barista. And they wrote on their T-W-H-Y, like, like, like he's a question, like T-Y, like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so how can you screw that up? It, two letters, two what? That's like, the name LaDasha. Yeah, right? <laughs> okay. Hi, Y. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love how people make things more complicated than they ever need to be. Do like you? every reality show you watch, every competition show, it's like, it's so simple. You're sitting at the couch at home, like, no, <laughs> <laughs> because they're making it so complicated. Um, yeah, which I guess you have like an extensive marketing background. So especially I introduced you as an ad agency director. So when it comes to naming things, you know how important it is and that it's a full on brand and one of my concerns when doing homance was like well what are people like what does that envision in people's minds because there's a lot of people who take it very uh negatively 
And we mean it to be very positive. Like we're like, it's a friendship, it's a bond, it's fun, you know? And with your book that you have out now, you decided to just go full fledged and just put fuck you right in the title. So (laughs) So what's the name of your book? (laughs) Yeah, I know. And I get that a lot. Sometimes I'm like, well, do you have children around? (laughs) You know, like, well, (laughs) but you know, it is, um, it, it is definitely part of the marketing tactic in that I was looking to make an impact for the right audience it is probably not for everyone. No, it's definitely not for everyone. Um, But for anybody who's ever been through, you know, struggles in relationships or childhood trauma or have ever questioned their own um, reality because they've been gaslit by narcissists or, you know, they have like uh, this, that's the audience that, that just says, no, fuck that. Fuck it. I'm tired of being treated a certain way. And that's the title of the book is fuck you watch this. And it's not necessarily meant to say like, no, like a literal fuck you. It's just saying like, no, fuck you watch this. Like I got this. And so that's why I titled it accordingly. (laughs) I'm being totally honest. I was 17 years old and I was living in my car and someone told me I had to resign from high school because I had to work full-time and part-time. I needed more money so I could get my own apartment because I was tired of living in my freaking car. So I resigned from high school and somebody said to me, you won't amount to anything. And And I didn't say it out loud, but I remember thinking, no, fuck you. Watch this. Mm -hmm. I I would amount to something because in that moment I decided that I was not going to let my current situation define my future. So I always thought if I write a book, that's going to be the title. And I went through so much shit and finally got to a point where I was like, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to literally title it. Fuck you. Watch this. So I did. 17 year old, you would be so fucking proud. 17 year old me is proud. I feel like I'm still (laughs) 17 sometimes. So we'll just roll with that. All right. I'm here for it. Well, we're supposed to talk to our inner child, right? We're supposed to uh, reassure them and and be like, it's it's okay. Like, we're not that anymore. And yeah, there's no reason why you can't, you know, talk to your earlier self and be like, I'm fucking doing it. Right. (laughs) But I didn't realize that you... um, I had like such a tough transition into adulthood. And do you feel then that that is part of the reason why you'd made some relationship choices that weren't ideal? Absolutely. Uh, And my book talks a lot about this. Um, I was taught at a very early age that love equaled, you know, betrayal, rejection, abandonment, abuse. Um, you know, that I needed in order to be accepted by even my own family, I had to do certain things or, um, act a certain way. And that just definitely skewed my beliefs of what love really is. Um, you know, sadly, and I've done a very good job of disassociating my adult self from the little girl, but I was sexually abused by my stepfather as a little girl. Uh, for four years and there were bribes and threats involved and 
you know, this is the same person during my formative years who said, I love you. And they were hurting me. And now mm-hmm. as I grew into adulthood, I was, I'm smart. I'm very smart. So I never thought, oh, I'm, I'm probably, you know, I'm probably only ever going to be in abusive relationships because that's what I knew. I'm smart enough to know better than that. But I did look for someone to sort of fill the void of my father who left when I was three. Um, it's like, I just constantly sought out someone who would need work because my dad leaving when I was three. And then with what my stepdad did to me, I guess I always kind of looked for my dad to return and he never did. And so adult relationships, I've been looking for someone to rescue me. And of course that's not healthy. And then you try to get that person to be the person you want them to be. Just like I spent all those years trying to get my dad to be the person I wanted him to be. That's what, that's what you do when you are taught, um, you know, when you're taught as an, at an early age that love is one way, it's hard to reshape those beliefs as an adult. Yeah. I've had some great healthy relationships, but they, they weren't right for me because they were healthy. If that makes any sense, like Mm -hmm. there's no work to do here. Oh, I'm not interested. Oh, you're going right. to take me. You really like me. Oh, okay. I don't like anybody who, who likes me too much. And that is not healthy. Um, it's sad and it sucks. I look back at some great guys that I dated, but I wasn't ready for them because I did not love myself enough to be in a healthy relationship. How, so. I mean, how do you get to this point though, where you're so clearly articulating this was old me and beliefs and this is new me and new beliefs and it's something that everyone should be working on and maybe their story isn't the same as yours or maybe they didn't have the same types of traumas but like it took me a long time to even understand that I had these beliefs in the first place like it's a journey It's not always fun. No, it's not. Um, it's not fun in the beginning. It is now. I don't know. You just, it's kind of like doing anything scary or overcoming any fear. Um, you know, only it's a longer process, but I'll equate it to like skydiving for the first time. You know, you're terrified. Oh my gosh. You don't know what this is going to be like. Um, you've always been, this is the ground is all, you know, right? Like, this is what I know it's I'm comfortable here. I'd like to just walk or ride my bike because that's what I'm used to, but no, you're going to get in a plane. You're going to go up in the sky and you're going to jump out of it. And you have no idea what, what is coming. But once you get past that fear and the adrenaline kicks in, and then you start free falling, you're kind of like, this is fucking awesome. I don't ever want to hit the ground again. Yeah, that's an interesting analogy, actually. I just came up with that. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of how it feels now that I'm single and happy and I'm living my life for me and I haven't had sex in a long time and I don't even care and I'm loving my life. And my old self was very much on the ground in this analogy. Um, and I was always running around looking for the next person to validate me, uh, you know, even whenever I was like single, even if I was single for a year or two, 
I was still, I always had an interest. There was always someone around kind of feeding my ego and I'd get excited. Oh, you know, my, who, oh, they're texting me. And then it would just, you know, crash and burn. And then I'd be like, oh, where's the next one? I was always looking for that, um, you know, to keep that triangle of like somebody feeding my ego, somebody making me feel good about myself because I didn't know how to make myself feel good about myself. And now I do because I, I actually bought myself a ring uh, last summer and it is a Peridot rose gold and diamond. And I was like, you know what? This is what I always wished a guy would know to buy for me. But mm. nobody and I got really- Is your birthday in August? No, I just love the Peridot. I just do. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's my birthstone. That's why I asked. Oh, yay. Yeah, I wish because, <laughs> you know, it's my favorite. I'm Aquamarine. My birthday was Thursday, actually. Oh, happy you've birthday. had so many things happen. Happy birthday. Thanks. Happy new book. Thanks. Happy job change. I know. <laughs> See, it's so funny the way the stars all align once you just figure your shit out for yourself and just be happy and confident on your, like on your own without having anybody tell you that you're okay. I know I'm okay. The old Tyler needed a man constantly or somebody to like feel worthy, feel valuable. Now I've just been through this journey of doing things for myself. I made a promise to myself with this ring that I was going to love myself and take care of myself. You know, no matter what that means, sleep naked, like a starfish in the bed and wake up and be happy that you don't have to smell anybody's breath. Um, cook yourself dinner, eat the dessert, go on vacation by yourself. Um, go get a glass of wine at a wine bar, put your phone down, no laptop, no nothing. And just take in your surroundings. Um, things that I always waited for a guy to do for me. I just started doing for myself. Yeah, so I've done a lot of solo stuff. I have, I, I choose, I always say like, I actually choose the harder path by being single because you don't have the like go-to companion for all of like the societal stuff. Yeah. You know? And so I've done a handful of solo trips and take myself to dinner and do a lot on my own. And at first it's, um, it's a little like uncomfortable, I guess. Like if you're like, well, I'm not here with a, even a friend or anyone, you're like, what do I do? <laughs> right. And you feel like people are judging you or looking at you. Right. Yeah. Um, you get used to it though. It's similar to your skydiving. It's like once you go to dinner by yourself a couple of times, you rip that band-aid off, you're fine. Yep, exactly. See, um, I I'm like, okay, if you're on a out on a dance floor and everybody's dancing. Um, and yeah, I don't know, maybe everybody's dancing like by themselves or you're doing the, what's that stupid organized dancing? Oh, no. I don't know why that popped stupid shuffle. Stupid <laughs> shuffle. Any of those. So you're out on the dance floor, you're doing your thing. And most people are feeling so they're so nervous about how they look. Right. Yeah. 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 About that. If everybody's so nervous about what other people are thinking of them then you don't really have the opportunity to look around to see what other people are doing because you're so focused on yourself. So 
we live in a very self centered world, especially now with social media and everything. Everybody is like, you know, they're, um, very self-conscious about how they look and how they act or how they're being judged. So if you think about that, when you go out somewhere or on a trip somewhere, people are probably worried about what other people think of them too much to even worry about what you're doing, whether you're by yourself or you're meeting new people or you're on your phone or you're not on your phone or you're drinking a beer. You're not, it doesn't matter because most people are only thinking about what other people think of them. Yep. And when you stop doing that, you can take in a lot more around you and you just got to stop giving a shit about what anybody thinks of you. Oh yeah. I, uh, so like, it's funny that I'm, I'm not single right now, but I used to, uh, travel a lot for work and when I traveled a lot for work I was always solo I would say like my first job my first big girl job where I could afford to travel I traveled alone I went to Portland by myself and did all of the things that I wanted to do and like had no issue sitting I have no issue sitting and being alone at dinner I find like for some reason because I enjoy people watching so heavily that me sitting alone in society isn't something that like concerns me because I'm like so invested in other people's drama <laughs> right oh my gosh so I'm happy there because now you can also do that <laughs> exactly <laughs> like it's so entertaining I love it <laughs> I know I like I love people watching like the airport is one of the best places for people watching obviously a hundred percent yeah, the airport, I probably roll my eyes and don't even know that I am because the amount of ridiculousness that is happening at the airport, people, that's when you really see like how entitled people think that they are. Like, oh, it is God. wild. Yeah. Gosh, I and know. you get them on the plane, you're like, oh, I got your number. I'm not saying a word to you, buddy. <laughs> I know. I always laugh at how pissed off people get when like a flight is delayed and it's like, you know, it could be weather, there could be mechanical, a crew member could be sick, like have some fucking empathy or like, how about you just like understand that you can't change the weather. This past weekend, my flight was delayed by 10 hours. I can't believe, okay, that I heard that this week, this past weekend was like 25% of all flights were canceled and I was blown away by that. It's insane. And how many people are so like, what do I do now? Where do I do? I don't know what to do with my, there's a a, a wait line, a line at the, for the ticket counter that goes the entire span of the airport, just fucking leave, go live your life. You're not getting on a plane anytime soon. You're clearly supposed to be on the plane. They'll get to you eventually. There's no need to stand in a 45 hour line for them to tell you the same thing you're going to hear 45 hours later. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. I know. Oh, oh, I know. And like, you know, whatever. So did, just, you end up getting home then. Did you, yeah, my flight was the only nonstop flight um, scheduled for that day with my airline that was only delayed and not canceled. So I was like, okay, well, that's good. I got home oh. at two o'clock in the morning yesterday morning. You got home. That's all I that matters. Home. I slept for three hours, got up, went to work, had a long day. And here we are. Here we are, you know? <laughs> but I feel, I feel like there's... Um, there's a, a difference between like the three of us who have been through some shit and are willing to talk about it and use it to make us a better person right. versus some people who maybe haven't been through some shit. This right? is a very good point. Yeah. 
and it changes your perspective and it changes how you live your life and it gives you compassion and empathy because you know that there's bigger things to deal with right like there's worse things that could be happening so you know tyler you're sitting at the airport going okay my like i'm gonna look at the silver lining here like my flight was only delayed not canceled but you also just put out this book about basically surviving a narcissistic relationship and you're like life can be way worse (laughs) that is so true like i would take a 10-hour flight delay over oh my god pick pick a lie pick a situation pick it it's crazy i've made i made a tiktok series called the liar wire um, back in the beginning of COVID. So like about two years ago and it kind of took off. I had like a bunch of people that were following my series about all the lies that my ex-husband, we call him John. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, it's good shit. Like I've had so many people that were like, he, are you kidding? He honestly thought that you would believe that, but they're so manipulative and so good. And like, I, I'll never forget. I'm really smart. So you can't fool me for too long, but I do remember a couple of times thinking like, well, maybe. Okay. Have you seen the show bad vegan? It's in Netflix. Oh, but I actually just got just, I actually just had a reporter reach out to me and ask me if I would be willing to share my story about one of the major gaslighting um, incidents that I experienced with my now ex-husband. Good. And I, unfortunately though, that I can't because they would have had to contact him to get like a comment from him. And I'm not, I'm not doing that. I have no, no energy like, to give to him. They're so yeah. bad, like, the show bad vegan and then Tinder swindler and yeah. even the creating Anna, like this, they're finally exposing this epidemic of, of, emotional and mental abuse via gaslighting and all this shit and it's so crazy that it's all like now finally coming to surface and even like the bad vegan show if you guys haven't seen it spoiler alert keep going until we're not doing it anymore but you know the guy never got in trouble he's literally out in the he's in the free world currently yep doing thing and this woman is millions of dollars into debt to other people because of his emotional manipulation because his light at the end of the tunnel, his gaslighting, his, yeah. abuse, his verbal abuse, emotional abuse. It's insane. And like this woman shouldn't be like, none of these women who have been taken advantage of like that should be found guilty. Like, do you think that in your relationship, he could have manipulated you fin- financially if he wanted to? So no, um, I, he tried, um, it's all in the book. Actually, there was, we were, we were relocating from Detroit to Dallas for his work and his work was covering all expenses down to the penny in which I put in a, you know, Meyer freaking penny, the horse or whatever. If I was, you know what I mean? Like if I was shopping (laughs) for something for the relocation, everything was covered. And on our way back after a little house hunting trip in Dallas, we were, we were actually at love field. I remember exactly where we were. We were walking through the airport and he says, Hey, you know what we could do? We could submit a relocation reimbursement 
for breaking our lease. And we would get reimbursed. Like it was almost $6,000 would have been the cost of breaking our lease. According to the lease break, like standards is a three, it, it's you owe three months if you break your lease early. Right. And so he goes, yeah, but I mean, we could make $6,000. I'm like, well, we're getting ready to move across the country. And I have a company to continue to build and that's really bad karma and it's really unethical and it's immoral. And I'm pretty sure it's illegal. So I'm going to say no. And he goes, but this, but that, and it's a benefit to the, it's a benefit to me. It's owed to me. He was trying to really convince me that this was something that would be an ethical decision. And I just said, no, absolutely not. I don't want anything to do with this. So a couple of weeks later, he comes to me and he says, Hey, I am completely out of checks, but I need to create a reimbursement account online. And, you know, I have to have a check to upload into the system. That made sense to me. And I'd since forgotten about the whole relocation reimbursement. Long story short, a few days later, I said, oh, so I guess I'm going to be getting the reimbursements into my bank account since you used my check. And he fumbled around on his phone. Um, no, actually, you know, I changed the numbers on the account or something. I was like, so did you need my check to begin with? It all got really fucking weird. And I knew, I knew my gut was telling me he did something. Sure enough, I found out he wrote a um, fake check out to our landlords for $5,700, pretending like we were breaking our lease. And he submitted a photo of that check to his company to be reimbursed for $5,700. I found out, I called him out on it. We got into a two day argument where he continued to try to convince me that this was a benefit owed to him. And that, you know, if I've ever told a lie before, then I'm just as guilty as him because he's lying to, can't say the name of the company. He's lying to the fucking company, we'll just call it that. <laughs> I already started with the say fucking company. Um, like, I'm lying to them and you've lied to people, right? It's no different. And he made me think, you know what I mean? Like, and I was like, well, shit, I guess he's right. I mean, I've certainly told a lie before. I've called in sick, you know, years or whatever, like when I wasn't really sick because I wanted a day off. Well, but it's because he's wore you down. It's the... Gonna- it's the wearing you down to the point where the thoughts are just spinning and you haven't slept and you don't have the energy anymore. And you almost are like a little delusional at that point because it's it's like, I just want this conversation or this argument to be over. Right? Yeah. Like, why is this still a con? Why are we still talking about this? Do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Well, and that's how he, he would be like that with me. He would do whatever he had to do to just get me to shut up. He used to say, you're right. I'm wrong. And I'm sorry. Like that was how he, and I'm like, that was crazy with that. Um, because I was trying to get him to reverse it, which he finally did what he said he did. Um, he was good, man. He forwarded me this message that he had, he fabricated the entire email and it said like, the words that were capitalized were just lease break. And then like further down, like rejected. And I thought that looks a little suspicious, but I'm just going to go with it. Cause we weren't even married for six months when this shit was going down. And I was like, I'm just going to let this go. And just hopefully he really did have it rejected because that's my check. He's using my check. 
forged my name, pretending to, to break our lease with our landlords and send it off to his company to get reimbursed. If he ever got in trouble, that's on me. No, no, you can I prove mean, well, it could, it could have been, you know what I mean? Like that's still yeah. putting me and my company check in, in jeopardy. So I was pissed, but I let it go. But it's funny. Um, after we got divorced a few, well, it was maybe like a few months after we got divorced, um, someone at his company anonymously tipped off investigators at their, at one of their major headquarters and he got investigated and he got fired. They, wow. they, called, they called me and asked me, they asked me a shitload of questions. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to tell you the absolute truth. I had nothing to do with it. I even have a voice recording that I still have on my phone, but it was taken inside our home. So it could never be admissible in any sort of court. Um, but I do still have the voice recording of him admitting it on my phone. Also him telling me that he wants a divorce. And I'm like, you want a divorce because you got caught in a lie. Come on, dude. Like yeah. They always take it from like, you know, everything's normal and civil. Like you got caught, just say, you're sorry. Let's fix this. So well, fine. We're, we're going to just divorce and this is over. And then it's the end of the world and I'm done. It's done. It's all done. He didn't get his way. So, um, it's interesting yeah. though, that you were saying to him, it's bad karma. <laughs> and then he gets fired. You're like, if you would have just, <laughs> it is. but I, I mean, I similarly feel like I'm really smart and have been in situations that are not smart, I guess, um, especially in relationships. And there is this, this thing that happens over a course of time where you, you either start um, second guessing yourself or you start just backing down because you don't want to um, maybe ruffle feathers when times are good. There's um, embarrassment if you talk to somebody else about what's going There's so many outlier emotions that you can be really, really smart woman and still end up in these situations. And so the the narrative of you're so smart how'd you let that happen to you like i've heard that many times from mostly men and it's like unless you're in that situation you just don't you don't understand it like if you've never been gaslit by somebody consistently mm-hmm. for days months years whatever the, the case may be but if it's like a consistent thing it, it, it starts to fuck with you. Hey, I'm just going to say this. I'm sorry, but even rich, highly educated people get addicted to drugs. And that is exactly what happens. It doesn't matter your status. It doesn't matter your IQ level. It literally doesn't matter. If you are predisposed to be addicted to those highs and lows of how people treat you, you will consistently be addicted to that as an adult. And it's okay. just... You just have to learn how to break that addiction. And it's so difficult to do. That's why everybody is like, you know, oh my gosh, you're so smart. How did you let that happen? I have, I'm addicted. I am addicted to this behavior and I need to, you know, you got it on. Wow. Oh, wait, did I just blow your mind? Yeah. I'm like, fuck, that's good. Like, yes. <laughs> like, don't tell me that you want to, I've, I've, I've actually heard that. Like, 
you can't say you want a healthy relationship if you are addicted to drama or like you said, like the highs and lows. And that is definitely what I was addicted to. I was addicted but, to conflict and the drama and, you know, but you didn't know, but the fact that you like rejected those guys that were good to you, it was because it was calm. It was peaceful. You had everything you needed. You had everything you ever wanted. You didn't have those extreme highs that were like these amazing relationship. I mean, nothing could ever touch it, but then like the extreme lows are, you know, where you went through and like, yeah. thank you. What is it? Two years now of this podcast and having access to all these people, these phenomenal people we've been able to interview to teach me this, but like, yeah. you know, as we still, as we go through it all, it's like, it's incredible to see how it doesn't matter. It can hit you in any walk of life. It's an, it's an addiction thing. And it's like unconscious learned behavior. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. That's so good. Like that's so true. Um, yeah. And I have no problem, problem, like admitting that, you know, if there wasn't work to be done or if they didn't challenge me to, uh, challenge them, you know, or something, some bullshit vicious cycle or whatever. Like if they're, if that, if that wasn't present, then it was like, well, this isn't fun. Right. Well, let me tell you what's not fun. That is not fun. Right. And it's yeah. like, But those behaviors too, like the way that your personality is and your drive and you being in survivor mode has also made you a very um, successful businesswoman. And like, because you had your own company for a long time, right? And um, now you're, you know, in like executive level at another company. And so it's also hard to separate those behaviors that are rewarding you in your career, but not rewarding you in your personal life. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. So I get that. I mean, so I like you know, at work, I don't want to work at home. I hate it. No, right. I always thought that like life is just fucking work, whether it's personal or professional, like all I ever do is work. I don't have kids and you know, I've got a dog and she's not work either. Like, I want a relationship that's just like my dog. She's easy. She's like, feed me, love me, take me for walks, clean up my poop. I mean, I'm, I'm even game for that. As long as you don't treat me like shit, I'll clean your shit. (laughs) (laughs) You just have to treat me really well. It's it's kind of men are like, I don't understand what's the, what's the secret to women treating us well. Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least I am. I'm not a fucking princess. No, um, you know, no. be respectful, be kind, be courteous, be considerate, you know, be thoughtful. And, uh, yeah, that pretty much covers off on everything. Consistent. Honestly, one of the biggest things that I have struggled with, with online dating is the lack of consideration. Oh, and gosh, it goes back to that. It's a me, me, me society. Everybody's worried about themselves and what's going to happen to them. Yeah, I don't know. It, if somebody is considerate of my schedule or considerate of um, letting me know that they need to cancel or whatever the case may be, already I'm like, five stars. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Fantastic experience. Would do again. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. What happened? I- he, he gave me ample time before he canceled, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have not done, I have not been on a dating app. Um, I, nope, 
nothing like, and this is the first time, I mean, my God, I remember like, Oh, hot or not. Fuck, I can't believe I actually just said hot or not, but I can like 2004, you know, yeah. Oh, I'm not hot or not. Oh, I've got a 9.4 rating. Oh, I site too. I was at a seven and eight, 7.8 last time. I remember. Oh my God. I wonder if it's still around. We should all get on there and do it. Like we should do a whole podcast about hot or not. That shit was hilarious, but no, it was like, I always needed that. Why was I always needing that? Like, Ooh, people think I'm good looking or people think I'm hot or somebody's paying the attention. Now, the last time I was on a dating app was actually, um, I have no problem admitting this now, but it was right after my ex-boyfriend, whom we call Blake, um, physically assaulted me and I had to file criminal charges and get a protection order and all that bullshit. And I had a hunch that he was, he was very obsessive, very obsessive, very controlling. And I, I filed charges and told him to leave me alone. I blocked him and everything. I knew that if I created a profile on a dating app, that he would do something and he did. And I was able to capture. So this is why I'm like, listen, I'm smart as fuck. Don't, <laughs> don't mess with me. As soon as you disassociate, it's over for you bitches. <laughs> I, was where I, drew the line. I was like, you know what? He started stalking me and harassing me over the internet and on social media and like through my friends, you know, it was so weird. Like he moved across the country for me, like for me to follow me there after I'd broken up with him and he follows me, moves there two weeks after I did. And then starts hanging out at all the places where I hung out and little, I mean, didn't take long. He assaulted me inside my home. Then he started hanging out with all of my friends. They're not really my friends because they hung out with him after okay. knowing what he did to me. Um, and then, you know, uh, it just, it turned into this madness where I was basically imprisoned inside my apartment complex because everywhere I went, he had somebody like recording me or following me or insane. So I moved here. Now I'm in Florida and I, you'd think I would have some sort of like, oh, reprised here, but I don't like, I've had crazy shit happen here. Like there's a, a drone flying over your balcony, just hovering over your balcony. Oh, really? You can hire somebody on Craigslist to do shit like that. Now, do I know for sure that was him? No, but do I have a strong feeling? Yep. I sure do. Um, so yeah, no dating, no interest, not, not, don't touch me. Don't look at me. Don't kiss it me. It sounds like a, a break is, is good for you. <laughs> a little bit, just a little bit, but yeah, I actually named him Blake in the book because, um, that was the profile name he used to try to, you guys, I'm sorry. This shit is just way too funny. These guys are idiots. Either that or I'm just really fucking smart. He's like, Oh, my name is Blake. I'm six foot four you know, he's got the fake pictures, which I don't know where he Googled. I'm like, I'd like to find out who that guy really is because he is good looking. <laughs> you know, I actually sure. made a TikTok. I was like, does anybody know who this guy is? Um, cause he's hot. Maybe he's not a dick, but anyway, <laughs> my name is Blake Fallon. I'm a diehard Carolina Panthers fan. I live a mile away from you. I'm 42. I don't want kids. I'm like, so basically I, you're, you are my build a man. And you expect me to believe that it's not who it, who, him. I mean, I, I feel as though people who are at that point of not being able to control their, 
their like insatiable need to be In- with you all the time. Psychopathic but- obsession. Yeah, they're, they're not going to have a big enough lens to see the whole thing for what it is. You know, they're really just hyper-focused on that one little portion of what they think is going to happen, luckily for you. <laughs> How does this guy stay employed, though? Like, this takes a lot of time. That's a Maybe whole story. List. So, from what I hear, this is hearsay, so it can't hold up in court. Of course, I'm not using any real names anyway. Allegedly. Tyler allegedly (laughs) yeah he was uh he had a little something something going on with the girl in HR when he at the company that he works for and she just dismissed his prior felony conviction for aggravated assault domestic violence interfering with a 911 call charge and a deadly weapon charge she just admitted because he you know, played his charm and his good looks and, oh, she made it all up. And, you know, I have all the evidence that she, he did the same thing with me when I found out about it. Oh, she's a liar. She made it all up. Had me thinking, well, maybe she did make it up. Maybe he, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm actually friends with her now. And she has told me everything that he did. And it is not fucking pretty. It's bad. You guys, like, I thought I went through a little shit. I didn't go through anything. I didn't have a little turd nugget compared to the shit she went through. I feel horrible for her. And my heart just breaks every time we talk about, well, we don't talk about that anymore, but because we're friends now, but my heart broke in half when I actually heard some of the shit that she went through with him or the other ex that I'm friends with that broke. He broke her face on a windshield. Like, oh my God, how is this guy not in fucking prison? I just don't get it. Well, I mean, they're able to tell people tall tales like cops believe them. That's the other thing is cops are more apt to believe a man when he's calm, being in his, you know, authoritative, whatever. He's not sitting there being a fucking piece of shit, panicking. Manipulative, yeah. Has already crested her panic mode and she's full blown crazy person. And we all know that once we get pushed past that point there's literally probably nothing that anybody can do to stop us so of course you look crazy yeah well don't you love all the narcissists are like oh she's crazy oh she's crazy my exes were like oh she's crazy all of my exes exes are crazy so going forward i'm like hey how you doing you know how's your relationship with your ex and if they're like oh we're really good friends and we're like let's do this yeah you're not like that how about we all be fucking adults about the fact that we all have a past and we're all human and have had relationships. And sometimes those don't end, you know, in the happy ever after, but sometimes but, they end in friendships because you're a fucking good person. That's well, how I know you're a good person. Yeah. Like you don't all have to end in fucking shambles. Usually if that happens, that means one of you is a piece of shit. More than likely it was you. <laughs> like, I'm a denominator. Exactly. Yeah. We don't, I mean, and not saying that, you know, not all situations are like that where the people are too good people and one it just sometimes it just doesn't work out and you just don't like them anymore don't talk to them anymore and that's understandable too yeah, of course of course but you know that's something that i feel like okay if if i meet somebody and they're like oh my ex is all my, my this ex is crazy that ex is crazy do you have any sane exes that you're actually still friends with no you don't okay so then you're the common denominator and them crazy. Yeah. It's no different than me. I could, I could be judged as the common denominator for like making these choices to be in these toxic relationships. When the truth of the matter is I didn't talk about the good 
relationships I've had, because that would be boring for my book because I didn't love myself enough to stay in those healthy relationships. That wasn't part of my journey to self-love. I mean, it is, I could certainly talk about how, well, I do in my book, I say, Hey, you know, I had plenty, not plenty. I've had a couple, couple of great, healthy relationships, but they were not right for me at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I even have an entire chapter dedicated to this guy. Um, his name is Alex and he's a friend of mine, love him to death. We hooked up. And then like, he was being really sweet to me. He was interested in more. I think he came to visit me in Detroit. Like, uh, he literally flew across the country to come spend time with me. There wasn't any work to be done there. So I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to focus on me. So yeah, because <laughs> that's what you're looking for as a project, somebody else to fix. Cause you don't want to manage your own issues. Right. Oh my God. That makes so much sense. Yeah. I, I wasn't ready to really go through all the work on myself and I always need a project. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. You're <laughs> really liking podcasts. You guys. I'm like, I'm taking notes over here. Oh my God. Okay. We'll send you an invoice. <laughs> is this $200 an hour? <laughs> um, well, there's one. Oh, what was that, Sarah? What happens if we both get our degrees in psychology and decide to, you know, just do a podcast where you just record all of our sessions live? <laughs> oh my God. You code on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sorry. What were you saying? I'm just. Okay. Oh, so, well, there was just one other thing I wanted to touch on from your, uh, I don't know if it was from your boyfriend or your ex-husband, but you mention it on your website. So before we get into Atta Girls, there's something that like really was a gut punch to me when I read it. And so I can't imagine how you felt, but you said that like you text him, why are you treating me like I'm disposable? And I was like, 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 oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. And then his response was like, you earned the title or something. Like, I can't, I, I mean, when did that happen? And, you know, after that, well, was it, was that the thing that was just like, okay, this is done? Or I mean, I, I filed for divorce the next day. Oh, okay. I was living, I was actually living in Phoenix with him because his company had transferred him again. So we were moved, we had moved to Phoenix from, yeah. And it was bullshit. Like, you know, Thanksgiving, his family's house was always like a a shit show and a nightmare. So I had decided to to just like duck out from going that year. I was like, I'm just going to stay back and kind of spend some time alone. And, um, (laughs) anyway, (laughs) like I again another social media thing you know it was like uh I saw him post it like I saw him tagged in something that I think he might I'm not sure if he untagged himself or if maybe one of his mutual friends had posted it and he wasn't either way I saw a picture with him um at a bar which is no problem go to the bars meet your friends hang out with girls that you you know are friends with, or maybe you used to have a relationship with, I don't give a shit as long as you're being honest with me and there's no secrets or lies. I don't fucking care. Do whatever you want. 
I had asked him what he had done that night, like a few days before or something. And it was just the long story short is I caught him in a lie. And I was just like, why are you, why are you lying? I don't care what you do. Just be honest with me. The lie is what makes it. If you are not hiding anything, then don't hide anything. Right. It's that simple, dude. Yep. So I'm not going to lie. I went into our shared Verizon account and like, looked to see who he was texting that night. I thought it was a little bizarre that he was lying to me and he sort of caught me. Apparently he had alerts set up on his phone to where he, he got notified if anybody logged into the account. I'm like, you know, we shared the account. So that shouldn't be a big deal. Should be able to log in anytime I want, but he found out, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Long story short, I found out that he was lying. He didn't want to admit it, of course, or he found some worker. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we like, we stopped by. I'm like, oh, just stop with the fucking lies. (laughs) And I just had enough. And it was over text message. I said, why are you treating me like I'm disposable? I'm your wife. And I see the little bubbles, the little iPhone bubbles. And he goes, you've earned the title of disposable. That was it. I was like this. Just like that, done. Booked a flight back to Texas where I still had residency, filed for divorce the next day. It was done. I didn't have, I grieved the loss of that marriage while we were married. Everything I went through for a year, 10 months, three weeks, six hours. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Like you if know. you're you're miserable in that relationship when you were done with the divorce I'm sure you were emotionally done with it as well like it was a freeing feeling I didn't shed a tear yeah well I don't blame you congratulations I I, I cried way too much while we were together um and all the shit he put me through I just I cried fucking constantly and I just didn't have anything left I had nothing left yeah So yeah, that sucked. Um, That was really hurtful to be told I was disposable. But here's the thing. I know I'm not. You're smart enough. I mean, I knew I wasn't, I, that that was like bullshit. I wasn't going to stay with him even after that. Like, that's it. That's where I draw the line. Well, we got to start drawing that from now on, but yes, good for you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So even his, his response though, of like, earnings i just that little bit of a blurb that you pulled out and um gave us a window into what your book would be like i just felt for you because i feel like i've been there not in those words maybe not in that particular situation but it's one of those very relatable moments and it's just refreshing to see where you are now and just you have to be so proud of yourself i am proud of myself um <laughs> you know i i did it yeah. fucking i love did that i love that nicole i'm so so happy you did it like that yeah girl <laughs> oh right i i don't because- even sometimes i'm like did i really write a book oh my god i wrote a book and it's been published for like over a month now and it's got amazing reviews and people are reaching out to me. Strangers are reaching out to me, telling me like, thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing your story and including like all these ideas and tips for how to love yourself. And I even, I even had guys reach out to me saying they couldn't stop reading and they couldn't put it down. It's making them realize that like, 
they need to be better or like rethink their relationships or how they view love or their dating scenarios and like be better to women. Everything is insane right now. <laughs> I like cry a little every, every day I get a new review or I have somebody reach out to me and tell me this. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm an empath. Uh-huh. I'm like crying. Like, Oh my God, I'm helping people. I love it. You're, yes. Welcome awesome. to naturally, the- naturally you would be an empath because empath is really just trauma. Um, because you're used to having to read a room. You're used to having to read emotions and read, uh, people's expressions and understand what's being said without it being said. So yeah, I definitely feel what people feel. Yeah. Yeah. Rough go. And I think that's part of the reason why you have to be so careful when you get back into like the dating realm is because you can find yourself with people who, you know, you got to remember like, these aren't my feelings. I don't feel some type of way about this. You yeah. do. And your reaction is your responsibility or not mine. Like once you commit to that thought process, it's so freeing because then you can just laugh. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Laugh it off. Laugh it off. Yep. They photoshopped my ex's ring out of a photo at a nightclub. Sure they did. Yeah. Maybe. Uh-huh. Who photoshops <laughs> rings? Certainly not the photographer who could give a fuck less about you, bud. <laughs> I'm like, look, you're good looking, but not like, not all that, that they need you to look single on their freaking Facebook ad or whatever. Like, come on, dude. I'm not stupid. I'm also a Photoshop expert. Hello. <laughs> That's funny. That's the, that's my TikTok that went viral, like major virals, like Yahoo News, Google News, Daily Dot, all the freaking. Wait, okay, so your TikTok handle again is Tyler Page. T Y L A R P A I G E. As is all the things. Um, that's yeah. my Instagram and Twitter and all that crap. Yes, I can't wait to obsessively watch all of these. Ooh, that's a rabbit hole. <laughs> Don't start me with a good time. I love me a good rabbit hole at 3 a.m. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, all right, it's time for Atta Girls. And I mean, Tyler, your whole story is basically an Atta Girl. So, just there's no pressure here. It can be that you like did your laundry or you got out of work early or, you know, something small. It doesn't have to be anything major. We just like to end on a positive note. And for me, my at a girl is that um, I am I'm now a business owner. So we're, we're like, yeah, <laughs> thank you. That, I mean, my Atta Girl is not that I'm a business owner because I've used that one before, but I was just basically stating it for you because you may not know. Um, <laughs> Badass. I mean, come on. It is. But so I had to um, get all of my like retirement and savings and all that stuff situated because it was still with a previous employer and yada yada so i mean i had like a day of finance and got my shit together so that you know i can retire and feel good and have money <laughs> and santa sleeping you know 
having a fun <laughs> personality, you know, not letting the weight of the world stress you out all the time, all the things. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, if you leave your money in an old 401k, it's not going to do anything. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So awesome. I had to find a financial advisor and switch over and, you know. That's awesome. Thank you. Good for you. That's, I don't do finances. So I, you know, ooh, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Good for you. Not a girl. <laughs> See, my rabbit holes are usually financial related. Like oh. if I'm up at 3 a.m., I'm watching videos on investing. <laughs> oh, wow. Good for you. <laughs> That's psychotic. Moving on. <laughs> just kidding. I don't know how you do that and like fall back asleep afterwards. I would just like, it's like an action movie. It amps me up. <laughs> I don't want to go back to bed. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And I would have a headache with all that like financial shit. Cause I'm more of a creative person and like writing, oh. drawing, like I'm an artist, you know, like artist by trade. Too. Yeah. And I'm an, a day job artist and I would still. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I mean, majority of my career has been spent writing. Like I, I feel that way too, but I just have decided that I don't want to work that much. And so I need investments to I need my money to work for me there you and go. so what I, I do Sarah is I write down notes for me to look at things the next day that's how I go to sleep oh okay you bore yourself like that okay okay I see I see it's like a lecture I feel you okay uh, well, I'll, just put right. like, I'll put like a note in my in my notes app in my phone or whatever or I'll put a reminder you know to check something that I learned about yeah, I'm so no, to do all that checking after you've learned about it. It's like it makes sense for me to write it down. Get lost in the ether, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Sarah, what's yours? Man, are you guys ready for this? Fucking, I'm pretty sure I have accomplished more in the last two days than I have in like all of COVID. I'm not. I'm. Exp I'm just exaggerating a little bit. But yesterday, okay. So yesterday, I woke up. And I had a productive day at work. And then I went and turned in my taxes. I went and uh, dropped off a sample at the lab that I had to drop. I uh, dropped a t-shirt that's been sitting on my floor next to my door for months for my aunt. I went and dropped it off for her there. Mm, what else did I do? It was a long, there was a reason. I, you know, I drove, I made a lot of moves back and forth. And then, um, <laughs> came home and continued to make moves like I pulled in Nicole I actually I vividly thought of you last night Nicole as I was doing this in my bed I got into bed ready to go to sleep or not sleep but like read to like get ready for sleep and I was like oh fuck I need to do the Costco thing so I got up I didn't even get out of bed I just went to Costco's app and I ordered all my stuff and I made my Costco I would never I would have been like no I'm even too lazy to do that like I would have never but I've just been so motivated the last couple of days and then what else did I do damn Oh, I called, I called on, I, on the customer service. I did a phone thing this morning. I did it and it was a pain in my fucking ass, but I did it and I got it done and hopefully things are going to be resolved. And so like, I'm just really proud of me for, for like being super Sarah for two minutes. <laughs> right in the way, I'm still feeling it today right now. Like I'm, I'm feeling good about everything after this, I got stuff to do and I'm like, I'm going to be on it. I'm going to do it. God, doesn't it feel so good when you just get a ton of shit done? Yes, mm -hmm. but I'm at the same time because, like, when's the other foot gonna drop? I know it's gonna the corner somewhere. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 
so excited that I'm not metering like how much I'm doing and I'm just going to hit a wall like, oh man, I'm fucking tired and then sleep for a few days. But whatever, I'm here. I'm still right. Ready to go for another couple of <laughs> Got this. Add a girl, Sarah. Add a girl. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. Thanks. Uh, Tyler, what's yours? <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know. Um, did you do any laundry lately? Cause that's usually my go-to. Oh, I've been keeping up by my laundry. I should <laughs> sorry. See, that's nothing new for me. Like I always have my laundry done my dishes done. I have OCD. So I'm like, Oh, things need to be done. Everything. I'm not a procrastinator. So that's not it. I will say I made a lot of progress on the journal that I'm publishing. Um, I made a lot of progress. Uh, what was it? It was last week before I flew up to Detroit for the book release party. Uh, cause I knew once I got to Detroit, I was going to be like, you know, slammed hanging out with friends and whatnot. So I spent last weekend, uh, you know, t- 10 and 10 ish hours each day, Saturday and Sunday, respectively, just heads down, uh, writing. I, I, wrote down all the things that I've been through. I got inspired by other, um, works of art and other, um, articles, you know, I did my research and I was like, oh yeah, I actually would really like to, uh, you know, follow up with you guys about a couple things that we've talked about here that I feel really inspired by to maybe include in my journal. I'm publishing a journal for adults that are just ready to take that leap and get, you know, find their self-love, but I'm also publishing a journal for teenagers called I can, I will watch this. There will be no profanity in this one. That's amazing. I'm going to publish that one. It will be available for purchase, but my main goal with the teen journal is that for every adult journal that's sold, I'm going to donate a teen journal to, yeah, to a troubled youth organization so that, you know, maybe some 17 year old girl who was just like me could really set their sights on their future and not feel hopeless. And they could feel like, fuck, fuck you. Watch this, you know, Mm -hmm. that's amazing. That's I mean, that's, that is a major at a girl. And, um, I, so I mentor for an organization called women of tomorrow and they have chapters in Detroit and in Miami. So it's for at risk high school girls. If you would like the contact information. Uh, yes, please. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes, 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 yes. So like coming from a place, like when I was younger, I had a, I had a good family life, like a good relationship with my parents and everything, but my trauma came from like externally and my mom didn't know what to do. And so she bought me the chicken soup for the teenage soul books, you know, and the journals and everything. So like that really resonates with me because as corny as they were, they were an outlet for me who had no tools you know my parents had no tools I didn't want to express anything to my parents so like I'm emotionally moved by this this is going to be cool I'm really excited for you she's going to cry now too don't do it (laughs) like this is going to be what a tremendous thing to do this is that's phenomenal and I'm trying to keep it real and so I know a lot of the journals that are already on the market for teenagers are very very like um you know, they're, they're less, um, intense in terms of like, I'm trying to think of the best way to put they're not as They're not as realistic about what's really going on in my, like, I, I can't say that I have a lot of experience with the journals, but it seems like 
they might be sugarcoating maybe. Um, yeah, exactly. Like this is going to be really as unfiltered as it can be for the age range, 13 to 17 year olds. They know what language is. They know trauma. They've been through trauma. They don't want to be sprinkled, you know, Oh, everything's going to be good. If you just write in this journal, no, everything is not going to be good. It's going to be fucking hard, but you, but you can fucking do it. And I'm not going to say the F bomb, but I'm just saying like, that's kind of how I want to go with that. Like, look, it's not going to be easy, but here are the things you're going to do to make sure that when times get hard, you're going to get through it. I think I do honestly think you um, can use freaking and stuff like that. Like you, I feel as though because the topics that you're tackling are so mature that if you give yourself the opportunity to be more mature leaning in your language, that's actually going to like help those, help those people even more. I think so not being like a kid, like, Oh, look at how sweet and so cute. And you're not. Cause it's like, when we're past that, I'm, I'm angry right now. Like this isn't cute. This isn't a cute time. So this is so thrilled to see what you come up with. And like, just the, the great stuff. Like when you're famous, like super famous, don't forget us, you know, we'll be here. <laughs> I'm not interested in being famous or rich. I honestly, honestly just want to help other people kind of get to this point where it took me so long to get here. I, I don't want these kids that are going through shit right now to ever have to wait this long. Right? Know? No. In our thirties, we're finally figuring it out. Come on. We need it now. We need it sooner, man. So can like, okay. So how does everybody, how does everybody find you? How does everybody get in touch with you? How do yeah. we do this? Um, well, I'm on Instagram, Tyler page, T Y L A R P A I G E. Um, and my website is F U watch this, which is literally just the letters F U and then watch this.com. The book is on Amazon and it is called fuck you watch this. So I think any good Amazon search for like, you know, the, F, the, just the letter F and then the words Y O U. I mean, there's, there's, I think it pops up just about any way you put it in now because it's doing pretty well. So hey the algorithms have picked it up and it is easy to find. Um, um, so yeah, that's, it's a doozy brace yourself. It's funny. Um, you know, it's definitely, it's not all just like, Oh, I went through some shit. It's like, okay, I went through some shit and here's what I learned. And then I found self-love and here's how I found it. And here's what I used to believe. And here's what I believe now. And what you know, I, it's a, it's actually a really good book. I'm surprised how many people have come out and said like, all right, even my good friend, Terry Foster, who is a, you know, big local celebrity, you know, in Detroit, he texts me, he goes, all right, I started reading your book and I cannot stop. I was cracking up. I'm like, really sports guy, Terry Foster. And he goes, I was going to just send you an obligatory text down the road and say like, good job just to be nice. Uh, (laughs) yeah, he's so honest. I was like, oh my God, thank you for your honesty. He goes, no, but seriously, this is good shit. I can't put it down. He read it in one day. Gotta be. Yeah. That's gotta feel so good. Like I honestly feel like I'm going to go download it right now. (laughs) On Kindle. It's a, there's a paperback version. There's a Kindle version and I'm going to be working on an audio book here in the next month or so. It just takes a lot of time. Yeah. It's a lot to be filled with either book book parties or, you know, recording the audio book, like 
It's a lot. And I want to get the journals done and I have a full-time job. Yeah. I was going to say you like, you're in, you're still a director of things. So yeah. <laughs> right. look at you getting a full ass plate of things to do. Now you got enough work to do, babe. You're going to find your man. <laughs> yeah, I'll never, I'll be single forever. If I keep this up, which is fine. <laughs> I'm happy. So. I was going to say, she just replaced her time that she spent, you know, tracking down his photoshopped wedding ring picture to making journals. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Either way, she was going to be busy. <laughs> she just redirected the energy. Yeah, the best way possible. <laughs> it's a benefit, not just one piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> If you liked what you heard today, please rate, review, subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at homance underscore chronicles. We also have a closed group on Facebook, the homance chronicles and judgment free zone. Thank you, Tyler, for being here and being so open with everything and uh, also inspiring us. You mentioned you were inspired by things we said, but all of the work that you're doing is also inspiring to other women. You made me cry, bitch. You're winning. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it so much. Fuck yeah. Homance out!